leaders, you're listening to the Leading Her Way podcast, where you learn how to use your feminine strengths to think, act, and become the executive leader you've always wanted to be, while laughing, loving, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Bryan. I built my career from the streets of Brooklyn to the boardroom as a three-time Fortune 500 executive. Welcome to this shared space designed just for us to openly discuss topics at the intersection of leadership and womanhood that will help you grow your career and lead boldly. All right, let's get this conversation started. Welcome back to episode four of the Leading Her Way podcast. Today, I wanna talk to you about your leadership career journey and building what I call your career board of directors to guarantee your success. Now, today's episode is actually inspired by a conversation I was having with a female leader who was referred to me a couple of weeks ago. And in my conversation with her, one of the questions that I was asking is a question that I ask every new leader that I connect with is about her support system. So I asked the question in terms of who does she have in her corner? Who is advocating for her? Who is she seeking advice from? And she literally wasn't able to list anyone. Her situation is actually not that uncommon. In fact, I speak to many women every week who are in similar situations. And this may be you too. You may be right now trying to grow and accomplish your career goals alone. Now, I'm sure there are many reasons why we try to make it to the top of our careers by ourselves, right? Maybe we want bragging rights to ultimately say we did it without any help from anyone else. Or we may believe that asking for help is a sign of weakness. Or it could be that we just don't trust that anyone else will ever look out for our career interests like we will. Whatever the reason, I wanna go on record and say that career success is not a solo sport, particularly as a senior leader or an executive. At its very core, being a senior leader or an executive requires you to know how and when to leverage the talent and the resources at your disposal to meet business objectives. And it's no different with your career goals because if you pay close attention to people who you know who are super successful in companies, in government, in entrepreneurship, none of them make it all by themselves. They have partners, they have team members, they have advisors who provide some level of support to help them get to the top. Look, as well-read and well-established as he is, You will constantly hear Bill Gates attribute his success to his team and to his wife. And when you think about superior athletes like Serena Williams, Simone Biles, Danica Patrick, they have coaches, teammates, sports psychologists, all of whom are in the background contributing to some aspect of their well-being and training to help them get to and stay at the top of their game. When I think of my own career, yes. I was able to achieve a great deal based on the decisions I made for myself. But if it hadn't been for my mentors, my bosses, development programs, and coaches that I had along the way, some that I deliberately sought out and others that I happened upon, I shiver to imagine what my work life would have been like. We are not meant to go through life alone. Connectedness is a very real thing. 
And that's not just in our personal life, but in your professional life too. And it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help and support to move your career along. It's actually extremely smart to know when and how to leverage the resources that are available to you. No matter where you are in your leadership career right now, at the beginning or in the middle or as a seasoned leader, you want to have a strong leadership career board of directors. If this is the first time that you're hearing the term career board of directors, you're probably thinking about company board of directors. And frankly, it's pretty much very similar. It's just that a career board of directors is for your individual career and a company's board of directors or a nonprofit's board of directors serves the firm, the company, or the organization. A career board of directors serves as a network of individuals who act as independent advisors to you on all aspects of your career. So let's talk about how to leverage your board and who to have on your board. Now, even if you haven't heard about this term before, I am willing to bet that you actually have people that you have leveraged in some way, shape, form, or fashion previously, either to make a decision about taking a job or not taking a job, maybe to deal with a situation at work that frustrates you, right? In some way, shape, form, or fashion, very few of us are able to get through our workday and work life without seeking some type of advice from someone else along the way. And that's not very different, frankly, for how you might be able to use your career board of directors. There are a variety of situations where having a sounding board, having someone to vent to, having someone to advise you can make or break your experience and frankly, your ultimate decision. I've already named a few of them, right? If you are looking to take a new job or not take a new job, uh, maybe even when you're preparing to interview, if you are within an organization and you are trying to get promoted, you might be able to leverage your career board of directors to help you with that. Um, you will, some of my clients will reach out to their board of directors when they are about to make a presentation. I'm throwing these examples out there because it's important for you to re realize and recognize that you can leverage a career board of directors for day-to-day -day aspects of your careers and decisions that you make, as well as for major career decisions like changing jobs or changing roles or changing companies. So the top ways that my clients use their board of directors is to help them make career decisions, whether it be getting promoted or taking a promotion or taking a new job at a new company. Another is when they want unbiased feedback on their performance and they don't necessarily want it only from their boss. A third common way my clients use their board of directors is when they need a safe space to vent about a problem or a challenge they're facing in the work environment. And then finally, Anytime a major decision has to be made, what I've found is clients who have a built-in, trustworthy career board of directors are able to gain significant confidence in their decision-making by leveraging those individuals to help them and support them 
through that major transition. Now, once you have a good handle on how you're going to leverage your career board of directors, then comes how you're gonna pick or who you're gonna pick to be on your board of directors. Now, I usually advise people to be as comprehensive as possible when you're picking your board of director members, as well as being realistic. So it's very important to pick people who may have already reached a goal that you have for yourself, who inspire you or who have helped others realize their potential. It's also important to pick people from diverse backgrounds and who reflect your current work environment or the work environment that you aspire to be in. You want to also make sure that you will pick people who will challenge you to think and act critically, not people who will support you no matter what and say yes to every idea that you come up with, even when they know that the idea is not a good one. And then finally, you wanna choose people who will benefit from the relationship too, right? So, so that it's not just one-sided, but that they too can get something out of it. Now, I typically advise my clients to limit their board to about four to six people. Four to six directors is what we'll call them. And the reason why that is, is because you wanna make sure that you are able to nurture those relationships, first of all, but that you also are not getting input and feedback from 10, 15 people, which will only confuse you even more, which flies directly in the face of what we're trying to accomplish. Now, there's not usually any specific title that you must have as part of your board of directors, but I tend to recommend that there are three or four that you strongly wanna consider and make sure that you think about including. They're not absolute must-haves, to be clear. They are what I've seen and what I've done personally in the past and no works that I would want you to think about for yourself. The first is making sure that you have and include your boss as part of your career board of directors. Now, I'm assuming by saying that, that you have a good or a decent relationship with your boss that you're already in regular communication with that person, that you are getting regular feedback, and that you are a part of a team that is well-functioning and accomplishing its goals. If that's not you, then disregard what I'm saying at this point in time. So if you mistrust your boss or you know there's a lack of respect, a lack of communication, then it would not make sense for you to include your boss. But if you have a decent relationship or even a great relationship with your boss, then that is a really critical role to include on your board of directors. Why? Because your boss is able to see you in ways that other people cannot. Your boss is able to help you measure yourself against the business goals that you're responsible for, and other people are not being able to see that lens. So including your boss in your career board of directors and making sure that that person is an advocate for you is pretty important and can be very, very powerful. So your boss is one. Having a peer of yours, so not someone you report to or who reports to you, but a colleague who is on the same or almost the same equivalent level of the organizational structure that you are on your board of directors is also an important person to have. Because this person, 
doesn't have any skin in the game when it comes to relating to you, meaning that they are not responsible for you and what you deliver and you're not responsible for them and what they deliver. So you wanna make sure that this person is a objective voice, right? They are able to see things that you are not necessarily able to see and they're your colleague. And so having a peer who is inside the organization on your board of directors is very helpful as well. Now, believe it or not, having people outside of your current company, so whether in your industry or in your um, subject matter area, or even a family and friends who you can trust to be objective when it comes to you and your career, having someone outside of your organization on your career board of directors is pretty important as well because they don't have the cloak of knowing all the ins and outs of your organization. So when you explain things to them and and solicit their opinion on making a decision, they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of the environment. And in some cases, having that level of objectivity will be and work in your benefit versus to your detriment. So having people outside of your organization that you trust and that will be able to speak intelligently and advise you intelligently on career decisions that you're making, that is another benefit, another person to have in your corner. Now, don't go choosing Bebe or you know Shaniqua or whomever else, people who are your friends and you have relationships with, but have no sense of what it is to work in a corporate environment or no understanding of what it means to work for an employer where you're responsible for delivering on your business objectives. It doesn't make sense to have, I have plenty of family members, for example, who've never worked in a corporate setting and it would not make sense, even if I trust their advice or trust their, you know, tr- uh, like them and respect them and love them and trust that they have my best interest at heart, it would not make sense for me to seek out career advice from them because they have no context of what I'm dealing with or having to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But if you have someone outside of your organization, a friend, a family member, a former colleague, for example, who has worked in environments like yours, or at least know and understand how they work, it would be very helpful for you to have someone who's not associated with your company that you can go to for advice and counsel around career decisions and your career and your work life. And then finally, two more actually, a sponsor. And I will probably do a whole separate episode on why it's important to have a sponsor, what is a sponsor, how to secure a sponsor, But having a sponsor, which is someone who is in a position of power within your organization, a position of influence and power, not your boss, but maybe someone higher or someone in a different reporting uh, reporting lane or reporting relationship, that is another person that you could secure to be on your board of directors and who will act on your benefit. And then the last one is a mentor, which can be in or outside of your organization. And a mentor is different than a sponsor, where a mentor is usually someone who 
is um, either in a, a position that you aspire to and, and can help you and help advise you on how you can get to that aspiration, or it's someone who maybe has in your, who is also a subject matter expert in your field and has accomplished certain things that you also want to accomplish. And that person can be again, inside or outside of your organization, but they will mentor you in that one area where you want and need mentorship. So those are some of the roles and some of the types of people that you would want to consider having as part of your board of directors. But again, remember, no more than six, because once you go past six, then you are likely going to make the situation even more confusing for you because so many different pieces of advice and counsel will be coming your way, which will make it harder for you to make decisions, not easier. Now, one last thing before we actually wrap, which is... Your board of directors is not necessarily some formal function, right? So when you think about a corporate board or a nonprofit board, these are uh, people where that will come together on a regular basis, whether it be monthly or quarterly in a formal meeting, they have a formal agenda and they kind of go through and help make decisions and recommendations on how to move the organization forward. Your career board of directors acts more informally than formally. So very rarely, if ever, will you pull everyone together, all four or six people on your board to all together and ask them questions and ask for their, solicit their advice and get counsel for them. More often than not, what you will find yourself doing is actually figuring out which board member can help you best in the situation that you're currently dealing with and you'll reach out to those individuals or that individual and solicit their advice. Not bringing everybody together. Hey, everybody jump on a call with me at four o'clock this afternoon so you can help me decide, make this important decision around my career. That very rarely, if ever happens. What more often will be the case is you'll be dealing with, maybe you get a job offer and you're not sure that you um, wanna accept the job offer. You'll think about among your four or six people who are on your board, which one of these individuals has been in this situation before? Or which one of these individuals do I trust the most to be able to help me navigate this particular situation? And then you'll reach out to that person and have a one-on-one conversation. So all that to say is that you don't necessarily bring all your board members together at one point in time, but you will leverage each board member depending on their expertise and their lens at different points and for different situations that you find yourself in throughout your career. The other thing to be mindful of is that if you pick four or six people or when you pick four or six people, those four or six people won't necessarily be the same four or six people you have 10 years from now. Because at each stage of your career, your needs and your the type of counsel that you will want will likely change and shift. As you grow, your board will likely have to change to be able to meet your growth. So don't think that whatever you decide or whomever you invite to be on your board now, today, will like will be the same group of people 15 years from now. You will have the opportunity to figure out what's working, what's not working, who might be able to give you better advice, 
who's giving you, you know, poor advice and you'll be able to make shifts and make changes as you go along. Okay, so listen up, lady leader. If you are out here trying to navigate these corporate streets all by yourself, and if you have been, at least up until now, believing that you can't or you don't want to reach out and ask for help, then I'm here to tell you, you are sabotaging yourself. You can ask for the help that you need and you can get it from people who are likely already in your network and already in your circle. It does not have to be something big and formal. It doesn't have to be scary. And it definitely does not have to be lonely. Building your career board of directors as a senior leader or an executive amplifies your career success. So let's get on it. If you have any questions about today's episode on why having a career board of directors is important and how to go about building one, then you know where to find me. Meet me in the DMs on LinkedIn. a wrap for this episode of Leading Her Way. Thanks for tuning in. If you have thoughts, questions, or ideas for future topics, connect and send me a message on LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Your review will help spread the word to other ambitious females so they know they're not alone and that this podcast is a community of support for all of us leading her way to the top. Remember, your leadership is needed. Your leadership is powerful. So lead boldly. Until next time.